In this episode of Where the Keys At, I am joined by some guests with a much higher fashion sense than me. And we're going to be talking all things sneaker culture, fashion culture, maybe some handbag culture too. Stay tuned. Where the keys at? My name is Eli. I'm in the building, but I'm not with the boys today. I'm with a whole new crew. I've got some special guests, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Starting on my left here, I'm Amy. I am a lecturer and a designer. And over that side, I'm Dawson. I I work for Open Reach. I climb poles every day. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, Carnell, um, sneaker fanatic. I guess. Um, yeah, musician. To doing it <coughs> cool and i've got you all here like not necessarily because of what you do but what you're into and like what your opinions are about certain things so thanks for coming on today into our little tiny little studio and um yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what you bring first of all i want to start by how you look and by how i look so this <laughs> is how i look everyone knows i come in in my slippers and my my greasy t-shirts but i am very concerned <laughs> with fashion but i'm just very cheap and um, not very daring. So I'm glad I've got you guys all on because you look amazing, like compared to Toad. So thank you. Well, you're giving blank canvas. Yeah. You're giving open to knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to. This kind of hit me the other day. I was watching a movie uh, that we actually just spoke about. Uh, has anyone seen Spider Man uh, Across the Spider Verse? Mm-mm. No. Is it Across the Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah. First one's in two and the second one's Across. Yeah. So there's a Spider-Man animated movie, right? And it's the black Spider-Man. So it's like me and my son watched the first one. It's the second one. We went there and we, I loved it. And I was a bit cautious the first time around because I thought, mm, how are they going to use the culture in this movie to try and sell this superhero to a new audience? And I thought they, they'd done it really well. The second movie, however, had a moment in it that made me just pause he wears the Jordan, are the Jordan ones, yeah. the red and the blacks, yeah? He wore them in the first one, or the red and whites. They were just there. It was subtle. But in the second one, he comes to his flatmate, or whatever, his dorm roommate, and he, he's got the shoes on. They do a close-up of the shoes, and he goes, are they my Jordans? And he goes, oh, yeah, I thought I could borrow them. And he takes the Jordans, and then the next thing, he's got the Jordans on his feet, and they kind of pan up. And I thought, is our culture now for sale? From the first Spider-Man mm. cartoon one, they had an actual pair of Jordans. The Jordan he wears in them were particularly made for that cartoon and they released them as an actual Jordan that you could buy. So that from that first film, that was definitely a big thing. They had a huge thing about the actual Spider-Man Jordan ones. Yeah. And they ha- they chose to pair that with how many Spider-Man movies have we had before? And they chose to pair that with Miles Morales. And I just thought it was very... I just thought they exploiting the culture. We know, especially black people, sneaker cultures worldwide, but especially black people yeah. in America... We're quick to spend our money on, on Jordans and trainers. It's definitely um, become more of a thing as well, just with the general public. Mm. Like, you probably notice it working in the college. Like, everyone thinks they're a sneakerhead. Yeah. I don't really like that term anyway. <laughs> it's just, everyone it's thinks weird. not everyone's got a cupboard full of trainers <laughs> like me. No, you, it's not even that. It's, you need to tell everyone who you are, really. Cause this is just a weird thing. Like, I don't know if you feel the same. It's a horrible term. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. yeah. It, makes me, it makes me feel sick. I don't want to be tarred with that. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> I think if you collect shoes, you, that's a passion you have for that. It's mm-hmm. quite a long passion. It's not sort of this just jumping onto something, yeah. and, you know, this is the new hype thing, so you're just about that. 
Yeah. You, it's part of your life, really. Like, you know, you you look out for what's coming, what you what retros might be coming out, what you've missed. It's not just jumping on the hype where three months ago everybody was wearing Jordan 4s. Yeah. Before that was Jordan 1s. Mm. You want to sort of lead your own path and not just jump in what everybody else is wearing. So can I stop you both? And maybe you, Amy, as well. I don't know if you're self-confessed. Don't stop me. I haven't said anything. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but ask all three of you, the obvious question, like how many pairs of trains do you buy regularly or how many do you have? I've cut down massively this year. Yeah, I have Massively. Two. One, one, be one because it's hard out in the streets. You know? <laughs> because he lives, is killing us all. Secondly, because <laughs> it's harder to get the ones I want. It's just not oh, the really? same anymore. Yeah. And thirdly, because I'm 40 now, I don't like <laughs> Want to grow up a bit. Okay, cool. You still haven't given me an answer though. How many do I have? Yeah. I'm scared to count. Wow. 250 probably. <gasps> <laughs> 250, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, but that's that's like 20 years plus. More, yeah. yeah. I started collecting when I was at school, so like when yeah, I was 15. Yeah. And are they all like available for rotation or? No, they're the older ones. Unless you're wearing them regularly, the sole will crumble. And there's a few pairs I pulled out this year to put on. I've worn them and looked down. Oh, the sole's crumbled. Are oh, they on right. display? No. Oh. So wh where are they? Sorry. I don't want to say on here, innit? Because my little red's Joey. Hidden. Yeah. Hidden from maybe They're in a secure lockup. <laughs> yeah, secure location. <laughs> okay, so 250, how about yourself? I think we're about 150 to 180. No way. I, th I did peak at about, probably was about. 240, 250. Wow. But you think that, oh, yeah, I've got all these shoes. This is great. You start piling up shoe boxes. Mm. Like that suddenly starts taking up a lot of space. But then it's also. Fire hazard. It's not that. Like you're trying to get. <laughs> That's all I think. You, you, think of, you think of a pair, oh, I would like to wear them. It's like, well, where the hell are they? And yeah. then you start just go tearing through boxes and it's like, oh, this is just. I've got them like my bedroom. I've got a. Uh, Cupboard under the stairs has probably got like 140 pairs in. I got wow. them in the shed. It's just like, you'd think, oh, I want to wear that pair. You ain't got a clue where it is. So it's like. So you've got three pairs in rotation, basically. I think I've got 20 pairs that are in my bedroom. That <laughs> Still loads. I'll just on a day, I just pull them out if I'm not doing anything sort of particular. Yeah. I think um, most people that I know that are heavy into it, that have been for years, they will wish they could cut their collection down. Really? You wish we that, have so, that sounds like addicts, right? Yeah. That's what our addicts be. Right? Oh, I know I've got an issue. I know I have. <laughs> it's not a bad one though, right? It's it's an issue you can afford. I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, yeah. I don't gamble, I don't do any of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How about you, Amy? I've got about five. Like okay. a normal person. <laughs> 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 but what's not normal about mine is that I in the last I'd say five years will only wear four types so i will wear white air force ones stan smith's only white I, um i will but they're not the regular they're their kermits aren't they yeah but i mean you know within reason i've got the parley ones as well and then i'll wear air max 90s and um these little adidas torsion eq things which are just but it's more like a comfort vibe it's not i will wear them in any color no matter how i had one pair that was all green they were so ugly but it's i don't know it's more of a 
just I'll just buy them because they're that. But yeah. those ones are really expensive. So I can only really find them like the outlet or whatever. But yeah, it's I won't really stray mm. from those. So I have my own weird way of going about wearing trainers but it's not like that no judgment it's actually some judgment what, <laughs> what made you stick on those sort of five pairs just comfort i think the the stan smith's uncomfortable and yeah they are nothing there you've shown you're saying she was like i knew the air force ones that's all i knew no so. the air so the air force ones that got into a weird thing because every time i would go to this trade show in paris i would buy a new pair to go. So that was how that, and since I haven't been to that trade show, I haven't bought a new pair. Yes. I'd have to buy a new pair every time, which was like, it was, well, it was only every six months, but, um, but yeah, they were like my work shoes. So yeah, I've, I think they're comfortable, but this maybe it's because my feet are weird. When you speak, when I speak to people that again, aren't heavy into it and they'll say, you're so comfortable. I'm like, you're crazy, man. Mm. But that's because you haven't tried this. You know the range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying you know a pair of Ultra Boost. That's, that's like yeah. that's a level of comfort. me sitting that's in my like little Toyota Prius, and I'm like, this is comfortable. And then someone like, you ain't never driven these bands before. Yeah. <laughs> but so you've all got, you all have different uses, I guess, for this this fashion, right? You you go for function, you guys go for variety, and I go for price. I was going to ask, what kind of impact do you think it has on on your life? Does it make a change on your kind of quality of life? Absolutely not. No. Like, no. I think it, it does. If if you took my, what I'm wearing now, right? This is a pair of shoes that came out in 2008, I think. Yeah. It's an Adidas ZX9000 Crooked Tongues. If I walk along the street, 99.9% .9 of people are going to have no clue what that is. That to them, I'm just wearing a grey and yellow pair of Adidas. Mm. I mean, I put that on and I know inside, oh yeah, I'm wearing something quite nice. That's why, it, for me, it does have an effect because... Like we said when we met up a little while ago, like you like having that. I know yeah, what I I've got on. You, yeah, you do. You you do want that sort of feeling of I've made a concerted choice about what I'm going to wear. Yeah, and you sort of hunted them down. Most most of the shoes I probably both of us have. You couldn't just sort of pop into JD Sports and buy. Mm. You've had to be lucky, win a raffle, find someone that's selling a pair, win a raffle, win a raffle for the chance to buy the shoe, not win a raffle for free. I've seen that before, I think. I didn't, didn't know you had to buy it. No, no, I didn't before. know you had to buy it. I thought you'd get in a raffle to... Because you post <coughs> stuff up, right? And you're like, this raffle, so I'm like, oh, he's going to win some trainers. No, no, you win the opportunity to buy them. Yeah. Oh. So they're really exploiting you then. Oh, yeah. Right. That's it's, crazy. It's the Nike sneakers app. So they normally sort of release Thursday, Friday, Saturday sort of thing. You have to enter a draw yeah. in the hopes of being chosen for the honour of paying them 150 quid or whatever it may be to buy the shoe. Wow. That came out of things just getting stupid in the streets, though. Like, they used to be, you'd camp out overnight. Yeah. And that was yeah. cool. Like, you'd meet people, you'd meet a community of people. Because it is a community, like, mm. when you're in it. Like, I've had people, I've gone to people's weddings. I've got, That's you know, where I wanted to go with the quality of life thing. Does it change? Has it changed your life socially? Or? It has socially for me, yeah. Mm. Like, we've gotten closer since yeah. we've both... Um, like, I, I used to work in the Swan, obviously, and I'd yeah. come in and we'd have a chat and be like, oh, cool, we're gone today. And then he, we went to an event in London... Crip City barbecue, I think it was the first one we went to, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. With Luke. Yeah. And then from then, we've became friends as a result of that. Mm. So, and I've met people through groups that Dawson's added me to online mm. that 
it's nice to have someone that understands and doesn't think you're a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I mean, do you think this is quite a masculine? Oh, there's, there's loads of girls. Yeah, yeah, loads. Yeah, but just like so the way that you're talking is, I'm getting like quite a lot of masculine energy, particularly what you were saying about the kind of the chase of it. Like I was just, that was just reminding me of how what? people talk about pursuing people that they are attracted oh, to. Oh, no, see, I, I feel like you've got that the complete wrong way. If you took it in the actual, like, proper geeky, nerdy level, it's exactly as, like, chasing a Pokemon card. Mm. That's the kind of thing. So you have a rare repair and you're trying to get that. Mm. It's, it's it's that kind of world. It's not like sort of... Do you wish that people would um, understand how much effort has gone into it or do you like that they don't? No, I suppose you... If I saw kind of on the street, saw his shoes, but oh, they're nice, nice shoes. And if I saw a stranger with a nice pair of shoes, I'd compliment them. I don't feel any way about that. And I think because you feel like you're sort of part of this little club mm. where others will sort of notice, the people in that club notice as well, where your normal average person, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to them. Yeah. It matters to me and the people who are also in that little world. This is the thing. I didn't get into shoes for to please or to be cool because it wasn't cool when I started I was a weirdo like you've only got two feet mate like and yeah I like that not everyone knows because it's my thing you know like people that collect stamps or collect comic books or whatever it is that's their thing and I, li I like that mm. but then it's also nice to meet other people that also understand and feel the same way I teach design um, history and theory um, and I kind of it started off because I was just thinking kind of where are all the black designers that was my my motivation I worked as a textile designer for like the best part of 10 years and then that all changed in COVID so that was my motivation for pursuing the course but then once I um, once I started doing it I realized that there was a lot more to just where are all the black designers it was more why I might you know why are they not present in fashion history and so kind of uncovering that stuff um I focused a lot on uh the colonial period because I feel like that was actually the start of the commodification of of black culture and black style um and that's kind of what I've uncovered in my research um and so I I look now at the continuities between that and our present way of buying and the current fashion system and also our our language and the way that we talk about style so is it is sneaker culture actually intrinsically linked to black culture or is it i feel like there's two separate yeah you've, you've got you've got very defined kind of worlds in some of these things yeah. so you would have like the kind of hip-hop b-boy that kind basketball. of basketball yeah that kind of americanized one yeah but then you have sort of like the casuals. So like the kind of football hooligan stemmed from that. <laughs> the terraces. Yeah, yeah, for the terraces. Like that yeah. special yeah, thing. So yeah. Yeah, special, they, yeah. love, they love a stony. They love um, Adidas specials, like handbags, trim trabs. They all wear sort of blue jeans. Things right. That very Northern England, like the Gallagher's, that kind of style, yeah. Parker Coats and yeah. Where they, they put in an immense amount of money into their clothing. And that sort of... I think that all stemmed from when they used to go in Europe. I think that started off yeah. from when they went into Europe and they found Stone Island and that sort of became their badge. 
Yeah. Like a Stone Island jacket is not cheap. Yeah. But if you go to any football match, you can see hundreds, thousands of them. Yeah. But it's the same with their shoes. Their sh the sort of casual line of shoes, some of those are ridiculously expensive. Yeah, because they love New Balance now as well, don't they? Oh, they're into them now. Yeah. Yeah. It's very quiet, that side of things, though, I find. I mean, I, fo I follow... It's not as flashy, is it? No, and it's not as well known <clears throat> either, I don't think. I mean, I only came across it because I started following, I think, is it that Robert Brooks guy? I think he's a designer. Oh, Robert for, Brooksy? Yeah, I think he's a designer for Adidas he or had, something. He, he was, he's a huge Adidas collector. Yeah. And then there was this thing. In Argentina, they found this shop run by this bloke called Carlos. And I think it was Gary Aspen, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Brooksy and I think a couple of other people went over to Argentina because this bloke's shop hadn't changed since like the 80s. It still had sort of tracksuits in Adidas boxes, <laughs> all these forgotten Adidas trainers. So they went over there and made a documentary about that. And Carlos, the shop owner, got a shoe for himself with his little face on. I think Robert Brooksy, he designed a shoe off the back of that. And there was a shoe, I can't remember what the shoe for the life of me was, this shoe that he'd always hunted down, never found. I think he found it there in the box, opened up the box and like the sole has just turned to dust. Oh. And But that's the thrill of the chase for him. Like he's yeah. gone to a whole different mm. continent with yeah. that hope that, you know, that shoe is going to be there. Yeah. I met him before at Crepe City. The nicest bloke. Mm. I was just interested in him as a black man being kind of central to that culture, which is quite uh, like white and football centric. Mm. So I yeah. was more interested on his kind of role in that, his position. I, I mean, it's, it seems nice and everything, but I, I was just kind of wondering like what his experiences um might be in that and also I used to collect Adidas and then I kind of went off it when I um but don't feel as much joy about um wearing it as yeah. I as I did then so I think that was where my interest in him kind of came from are we really just buying the designs though because I know there's brands behind it and we all know these brands don't necessarily have our interests at heart as a community but when you buy Nike I bet you've got more Nike than any other brand right I have, yeah. Are have you? you? You're more Adidas, no? Yeah, I think it's about 50-50 Nike and Adidas. I think there there may be a few more Nike, but... But is it this? Is it the brand you're celebrating, the history of the brand, Phil Knight or whatever, or is it about the things associated with that particular A lot for me is nostalgia. Yeah. Right. Same as you, like, you know, we're the same age. Both came up listening to hip-hop and basketball and loving all those things, and a lot of it was attached to that. That's where it came from for me. Like, I remember the, the, the shoe that started for me, like, I've got it tattooed on my leg, like... Do you know what I mean? It's what was it? Jordan, Jordan 7 Bordeaux. Jordan 7 Bordeaux. I remember Jordan seeing eight. it, wanting it. Yeah. And my dad would only buy me something expensive, birthday and Christmas. Yeah. And my birthday was coming up. So I was like, that's the shoe I want. And I remember having like, counting down the days. <laughs> counting down the days. <laughs> got them. And I remember walking down the street and just feeling like I was on top of the world. Oh, and that's where, that's where it all started for me. Well, I'll tell you where mine could have started, but didn't start because I was just broke. <laughs> so... The Jordan 8s with the, the little crossover, crossover bit, strap, yeah, yeah, come out. And I remember seeing them and I thought, they were in Westworld Sports, so they're probably Aww. fake as well, right? I don't know, Westworld, if your stuff is fake or not. People used to say it was. <laughs> yeah, careful. But they don't exist anymore, I don't think. Anyway, 
went into <laughs> Westworld. I don't feel like Westworld. I feel they might have had a few moody things, but yeah. I think they had a good contract yeah. at the time. These were, this was, how old would it be? 93, 94, I guess. Yeah, 93. And these were like yes. £140. Yeah, he could have started there. And I think I remember why it started with that, because before that, because I was poor, yeah. and I remember I had this shell suit that I loved, but the only footwear I had was some brown brogues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had to walk in a shell suit. Brogues in a shell suit. The shell suit though, was like turquoisey and purple, like proper bright and out there, you know, early 90s, late 80s kind of thing. And I had these brown bus up brogues and they were like scuffed because that was the only footwear I had. So I played yeah. football in them. Yeah. I go to church in them. I go yeah. to Caribbean club in them, like yeah. to every event in <laughs> these. So when I got these Jordans, it was a massive deal that I was like, yeah, I feel good now. I think also there was a clear transition for us, girls and guys in different ways of footwear. Like it did have a function as a kid for me. Mm -hmm. I, I can only speak for me, I guess. My son is 14. His shoes, it's never been about function. It's always been about do they look good from when he's four, five, six years old. But I had shoes that I could run in. My mum would buy me shoes that these are going to last you. Know, you can yeah. yeah. I, I remember having dedicated playing out shoes. Yes. yes. Yeah, and you yeah. had a pair of shoes for best. Like yes. that was, I remember that. And I, could, I remember probably only being like five or six and going and buying like a really crap pair of shoes. But to me, like, these are nice. These are just some little black things gum sole on them. I'm like, these are lovely. Thinking they're going to be my new best shoes. And I was like, oh, you can go out and play when you get home. She's like, you can wear your new shoes. I lost my mind. I'm going out to play in a brand new pair of shoes. Like, <laughs> I still threw away about that. Like, <laughs> I just got them. Yeah. Can I just say, look at fashion because like all of these conversations, this is like sociology, it's philosophy. So I just want to say that fashion is not a superficial world to actually do this work. And I've just, I'm just sitting here feeling like kind of smug because I just, I like, I love that about it. Mm. People don't realize like the different kind of conversations that come out of it and how much it generates. And I just want to just big up fashion for that. But I also feel that's why brands like Nike have exploited the, the black community mm -hmm. because they know that. Like, you they think know, they have, do you? Oh, massively, massively. Like, I don't know if you've seen the film Air about the yeah, Jordan 1. I really like that, yeah. But then there's a bit in it where the guy's like, no, it wasn't. Something else I watched. And they said, black kids and white kids in middle America all wearing Jordans. Mm. And that they knew Michael Jordan is figurehead, like, you know, to some people that go, I know you're LeBron, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. well, let's not get on to that right now. Okay. For, yeah, um, but they took that and they saw that every black kid wants to be like Mike. Yeah. And they've ex exploited that throughout the years. Yeah. And still are today. Yeah. But now, these kids don't know who Michael Jordan is. No. And that's what hurts me the most, right? I see people wearing like Jordan 4s or whatever. And I think... Yeah, but Dave did that lyric, like, Jordan 1s or Jordan 4s. So all the kids want 1s and 4s. Oh, right. Is that where that comes from? Yeah. But, but, but should you know? And, and am I just being obsessive with something that was of my I mean, uh, childhood? How many people nowadays know who Stan Smith is? It's... Yeah. It's just the name of the shoe to most people now. I'm super geeky about this. I have loads of books about shoes yeah. and streetwear. So I know it's sort of like the history about quite a lot of shoes. I'm really into that, about the history and why and where. And but I'm surprised you don't feel more strongly in that case because, you you know, you know what that actually represents or what it's supposed to represent or what era or what movement 
necessarily, and, and then kids are just putting them on because a rapper I, I, talked about it. I've got I, I've got kids, and so from the day they're born, they've always had nice shoes. They don't care, but yeah. they just go in the. I like that pair. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. There's no there's no story for them. There's no kind mm. of uh, my first pair that I ever I, I fell in love with was Jordan Five, start of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. When he's sitting there spinning around on the chair, I'm like, that's that's a shoe that needs to be mine. That that <laughs> has to be mine. I mean, I can pretty much remember that moment so vividly. But nowadays kids don't have that. Most of them are wearing retro shoes. So there's no kind of new shoes. That excitement though, yeah. of this is a new model. Yeah. But also something that's exciting to us because of a certain amount of nostalgia, you have to remember that as teenagers, more than likely our kids are going to reject it and then realise how cool we are in about 10 years' time. <laughs> I hope so. I hope but so. instantly, they're not, you know, my son used to dress like, he mostly used to dress like the Joker for a good three or four years. <laughs> the Batman Joker. Yeah. Well, like, green, no, green, no, green shorts and a purple polo shirt like every day like and I know it was just to annoy me like rain <laughs> or shine I used to go and but now he's really into it and he loves the things that I buy him and he loves that I will like put him onto little brands and stuff like that um that there was a few years where he was decidedly like anti-fashion so I think because we might say oh they're Jordans you don't even know they've got no They've got no interest in it because they're also like there's a little bit of rebellion there in yeah. not caring about it. But I do think yeah. that in like a decade, they'll be like, have you still got that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It bothers me a bit when I see kids. You know, like when it must. You've, got, you've, like a, so much. you've got an artist that you love and no one knows about. Mm. And then they everyone knows about me. Like, oh, that's, that's, they're mine. Like, yes. It bothers me a little bit like that. But then at the same time, like, who am I? I'm not a gatekeeper of anything. I can't control what someone's into or what they're not. But if someone is kind of doing their homework and actually really appreciates it, then surely they're part of the club. And that's the difference. It's, it is a club, yeah. right? It's a knowledge club. It's an investment club like vinyl collectors or wherever. Yes, yeah, it is a community for sure. So, but, but again, the problem is most of these the kids wearing these trainers, they've got the money. That's what vexed me first of all. Yeah, I can yeah, afford yeah. these trainers. And they're, oh. they're buying it to show off, to Some make of you kids. think they know what's going I on. I see. I'm going to take a larger to school. Yeah. It is wild. I think I said you didn't know when I saw you. There's some kid, he had Jordan 4 black cats on. Like, if you didn't get them for retail, you're talking 400, 500 pounds. Wearing them to school. Damn. Then he had a Supreme North Face uh, rucksack on. Yeah. Mad money again. And I think he had like a Montclair gilet on. I'm like, <laughs> Why are you following my son? <laughs> <laughs> but it's so. <laughs> That's not your son, is it? For real. Nah. <laughs> Um, no, my son's um, coat is the North Face cause one. Okay. okay. So how does the culture move forward then? Is it going to just be an online thing? Because a lot of us, not everyone it lives pretty in, much is now, man. You know, these big cities, do they? It pretty much is now. Yeah, it's, I think there was so much sort of violence yeah. happen. Really? From people queuing That's kind shoes. of where I was going before, yeah. And they've had to put stops to sort of first come, first served, people camping overnight. So it is pretty much all online. In fact, one shop did that with the Spider-Man Jordan 1 that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. In end, I think it was in the London when it opened up and there was kids throwing chairs, like just fighting and rocking in the street. So it annoys me that you have to do the raffle thing, but at the same time, I understand it. Like, mm. 
if they don't, that shop's going to have to then pay for security to be outside their shop to try and quell that. And then you also get people that work in the shop selling them to their mates, backdrawing them. Yeah. Which you can't stop either. Like every app already has sort of a raffle page already built into them. Yeah. So you just go to like their launchers page, yeah. enter the raffle, you win or you don't. Wow. Can you truly have uh, an authentic culture solely online? Do you think? Solely. Solely. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. there are there, there are big there's big um sneaker conventions that happen yeah every few months. Yeah. I think last month there was soul blocking maybe I think it's Glasgow. I think the month before that might have been there. I think there was one in like Bristol or somewhere like that. Then there's um, there's Crepe City in Newcastle when I was there. Yeah, they, there's they have big events all the time, mm. all over the world as well. By the way, because they're they're huge money maker machines. It's a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? There's probably a research paper in that. For you. <laughs> I've got to finish the one I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys have and you with fashion as well, do you you already said with your son you have a lot of influence on on him. Do you have influence on the people around you in your household? Because I, I my thing is I'm into tech. I'm just obsessed with tech. And people in my house can't have crap tech. Like they've got to have the <laughs> stuff that I think is good enough yeah and they're very aware and even my great extended family won't buy things about calling me saying yo is this what i should be doing do you think you have that influence on the people around you i mean no one in my house is wearing a crap pair of shoes that's <laughs> that's a, no one in my house is wearing a crap pair of shoes no one in my house is having a single pair of shoes like at my seven-year-old we were looking the other day so i got her three pairs of vans she likes vans that's her choice but i got her a pair for now, she's got another pair for now. And then I'll get a pair for the next size and the next size after that. And that just sort of slots into next to the other ones that are already for the next sizes. So as the moment she's like, my shoes are too tight, she can just go pull out four pairs of ones in the next size. Wow. wow. That must be nice for her. But for little kids, that she doesn't care. She just likes, she likes them. She likes a little van skate high, makes, feels fun to her. She doesn't know anything about the brand doesn't know about the cost or anything like that because i'm not telling her you know this is how much these things cost i do because she's not asking <laughs> but she's not asking for it if that if my kids ask for something yeah. i'm like you've got to justify why i should buy that for you yeah if i'm if i've got loads of shoes i can't have my children walking along looking like oliver twist and <laughs> that's quite yeah that's not nice when you see that is it nah no i hate that yeah yeah what about yourself um it's funny because when I first met my wife, the only pairs of shoes she had was a low pair of Converse All Stars, and I remember her meeting my mum, and my mum was talking to her and said, "Oh, you do know he's like obsessed with trainers," and she went, "You'll be wearing them soon." She's like, "I'll never wear trainers ever," Wait. and now that's all she wears. <laughs> wow! And that's kind of how I get her off my back when I've bought too many. Just buy her a pair. Buy her a pair, and she's like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. For about four months, and then it's back on. It's I'm out, I've made her sound like she's she's not she doesn't care really. I don't know, like, oh, she's yeah. lovely. But it's interesting that you met someone who wasn't into it like you and you were still, because it's a big part of your life, you were still kind of attracted to her. She's, ma that, she's massive into fashion though. Right, I thought, yeah. So cool. it's just an extension of that, I guess. Yeah. She now sees the design elements in shoes the way she does in clothes. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've, I've picked like two brands that I like to see my son in. Yeah. Which is Chinatown Market, which is now just market. Just market, yeah, yeah. 
and um, Carrots by Anwa Carrots, um, which I just really, I just really love. I just really, I think Carrots is the perfect teenage boy brand. How old is he? 14. And also I justify that by, I spend a lot of money. I spend less money on trousers because he grows quick. More on t-shirts because once he's done with them, they then are mine. Right, so okay. I've got a wicked collection. Yeah. Of, and that's normally like my go-to. It's just a T-shirt. Like even if it's for work, like I'll put on like a smart skirt and a T-shirt. I went yeah. for a job interview the other day <laughs> in a T-shirt. <laughs> Get it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering whether you were asking. Um, no, it was not. No, and a kimono. Not a kimono, not a cultural appropriate. It was a kimono. Anyway, it's just not going to sound good. But, um, but uh, yeah, so I'm like, I'll buy smart for him because if I'm going to buy him something nice, like I know he's growing. I mean, I'm not, not all the time. Like I'll buy him jewels and stuff that I know is just going to like, he's going to grow out of it in heartbeat. But um, yeah, T-shirts is where I'll spend the most money because I know that that, and also like old T-shirts are just something that you just, I think they're just brilliant. Timeless, yeah. yeah, they don't like crumble like apparently <laughs> trainers do mm. i never knew that but like a vintage t-shirt if you look at the vintage t-shirt market now like Huge. i think i think they're like a nice little investment where yeah. do you go where do you go like i'm gonna write these down so tell me where where do you get the vintage t- where, do you, where do you get the liquid source t-shirts this is a supreme one okay i got it from supreme nice okay i don't want to really ask my question, my so go, my go-to t-shirts are carhartt i I, so this has got a massive screen print thing on the front. Yeah. I just really wore this for today. Yeah. I like a, just a Carhartt pocket t-shirt that just has a little pocket with a little logo on. And quite a lot of the time it has a big print on the back. I like a, I like a back print. That's my thing. Mm. Carhartt has two divisions. Right. It's got a workwear one where you can buy your work clothes from. And it's got a fashion line. So if you buy the fashion pocket t-shirt, it's like 35 quid. Yeah. There's obviously differences, but I'm a big boy, so I like... The workwear one fits nicer. Mm. I'm never organised enough to like... This is Chinatown Market and Erica Buddy. I was not organised enough for the drop. So I then had to buy this secondhand on eBay. From, but it was cheap. It was cheaper than it was when really? they... Yeah, it was cheaper than it was when they sold it. I was surprised it. by that. Yeah, I was... I was like, what an idiot. I don't like buying a secondary market. If I miss it, I miss it. Like, yeah, I'm I, too old for that now. Like, I, I, I can't, can't do it. I can't bring can't justify it. I won't go wild no, about no. it. If it's cheaper, then cool. There's no problem. But like, especially with shoes, like they'll just jump. Like oh, jump. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, if I've missed it, I know the, if I've entered every raffle and I've missed it, I've missed it. It's just not my shoe and I'll just go through the next one. I want. But the things I've got secondhand around like this, my Barack Obama Supreme things, they were all actually cheaper and pretty soon after the drop as well. It's yeah, just, yeah. they just, and I think people, I, mean, I don't really want to say this, but I don't think people are really looking on eBay anymore. I think the obvious things are like Depop, Grailed. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this episode won't have too much fun. Yeah. It's going to go viral, man. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I, so that's like quite a good, um, spot, but I don't like really to spend a lot, a lot of money on clothes. I know that it seems silly for me to say that because it's like you know what I'm in, but I'll do it for my birthday and I'll buy myself a Christmas present. Mm. I'll buy um, tie some stuff, but the rest of it, I'm more kind of like weird, weird shit at the end of the sale is more my vibe. That's why I always look like I've just fallen in a <laughs> fallen in a charity shop bin. <laughs> Yeah, that's where you find the cool stuff, like 
this is from a charity shop. Do you know what I mean, like, my my wardrobe <laughs> is a mix of like that high end skate stuff, like the carrots, like the market, like brain dead. I'm massive into brain dead now mm. and vintage stuff. That's but it does take way. confidence. Like you said, I've looked like I've fallen out of work. It takes confidence to be able to walk out and say, "Yo, this is me. Come and approach me, or find out who I am." Can't That's why I wear like plain ass stuff that well, anyone I, could be hiding. I, I, I feel like you're like. What Carnell wears ninety percent of the time, I feel like I'd look an idiot in it. Right. He looks superb, and it's the you know. Oh, thanks, mate. If, if, if oh. I if I put it on, I'd feel like really sort of self conscious and feel like I'm not me. I'm yeah. I dress quite plain, but it's you know I wear a grey hoodie, but it's going to be a Carhartt hoodie, and yeah. it's got such a small logo on it. It's not I'm not wearing that for anybody else really. Like yeah. I don't dress for other people. No, me either. I probably I should I do, start. I, I probably really should start because, like, it's probably not nice. Like, I went on a date once and then goes like, I feel like I'm on a date with Stormzy. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> up for real. Andy. That's, That's a yeah. oh, Slide Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So maybe, so maybe, so maybe. How long did the date last? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was too no hanging through. I liked through. it. Good, I liked it. Um, I probably should start dressing for other people, but I dress for my for myself like yeah. a lot. It's for me. It's like it's it gives me confidence, but I really don't care whether it gets any compliments or not. Like recently I've started dressing like a baby at home. Like mm. I wear like baby pink shorts and a t-shirt like all the time. I feel like it makes me more productive for some weird <laughs> reason. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really dress for other people. This is the thing people think I do because I, of the way I dress. But I hate when people, like this. Oh, I hate it. I don't know yeah. what to say. Like it's just a bit cringy like. I like someone stopped me in the street the other day, like, excuse me, mate, where'd you go? People you don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Like, my mum and my dad were known for how they dressed. It's kind of just part of who I am growing yeah. up seeing that. So it's just part of it. Elijah is completely different to me. He likes really plain stuff. Like, it's a brand called Folk. I think he's quite clean unique cut. from what I see, what I see him around. Yeah, yeah. but it's, he likes clean cut, minimalistic stuff. Yeah. I love me a bit of Folk. Yeah, I, when I feel like When I'm feeling grown up. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird, like, he's 16, he's into Folk, like... Yeah. I always think it's weird when people try and buy your clothes off of you. Weird. Like, yeah. what do you what? think I'm going to do? Like, do you... Like, what, people like, approach you and say, yeah, yeah, loads of times. Yeah. It's, it's like a couple of things <laughs> in particular. My Adidas Star Wars jumper all the time. I get that Star Wars, isn't it? Like, they're weird. Star Wars. Yeah, weird, I, I, do you know what I do? I'm like, I've never even seen it, mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I, Star Trek. Because <laughs> But I always think, what do you think I'm going to do? Go home like that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they even care, do they? They just want what you've got on. I've got a pair of Adidas did a Star Wars shoe collection. Like, the shoes were all like, nice and everything. But they came in like the blister packs, like the toys did. I thought that nothing to do with nothing, but they were just, it was fun. Yeah, they did like the Chewbacca ones. Didn't yeah, they? I've yeah. got a pair of Darth Vader ones. Yeah. See, that was when like the outlet was good for, or, like, my best slash weirdest stuff like the outlet the adidas outlet i used to be there all the time before i had things to do <laughs> yeah. all the time yeah. the outlet's <laughs> not an outlet anymore is it it's just no. a, it's just another retail shop yeah a little bit cheaper 
Just a big sale. It's just where all the sale stuff goes. Which yeah. I know that is kind of what an outlet is. But... Uh, uh, no, but I was... <laughs> yeah. but not even, you know, just described like, an outlet. Like, like, not in, even a lot cheaper. Do you know I was in yeah. Freeport and I was looking at some Ultra Boost and I'm sure they were like 130 yeah. quid. And I stood there. I'm not even going to Google this. And I could found them online from about five different shops for 90 quid. And it's like, you're the outlet. You should be cheaper than yeah. everyone. The internet has changed the game, hasn't it? I'm guessing early 2000s, 2003, 2004. Did you see the game change then? Did you enjoy the birth of the internet in your life yeah, to enable your a, addiction? A website called Nike Talk. Yeah. That 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 changed, changed the game. That changed yeah. my life right there. Because yeah. they're shoes from sort of your past that you'd you know, I think we're all quite similar. You you got one pair of shoes, that's it. You wouldn't have no luxuries. It might be your birthday, your Christmas. So there was always shoes that you wanted you were never gonna get. Yeah. You kind of just put that to the back of your mind, you've forgotten about them. You go, I went on Nike Talk, I can remember just that first day spending hours of people like had posted up all these shoes. I'm like, oh my God, like an S, a tr Nike Trader SE2. It triggers something, right? Like, yeah, and it's it like, really does. And then I think that's when it became quite out of hand in that I want all the retros of the shoes that I wanted and never got. Before that, you would just be buying sort of new shoes. You'd go to sort of JD Sports or All Sports or wherever it was. I think as well, what changed how the internet's changed the game in a bad way is they used to do regional releases. Right. Do you know, like when your family goes to America, they bring you stuff that you can't yes. get in England. Yeah, yeah. Don't have that anymore. That's, very that's rare, like, very yeah. rare. Like they'll do maybe one drop that's Asia only or whatever. Yeah. But so you can just get the same stuff here as you can in America. You can't get any exclusives anymore. Because there was that annoying person right there. For us, it was T-Roy. He'd be like, my mum got me these for America, yeah. man. You're never getting these. He'd be like, oh, damn. And it must have felt nice for him to, you know, to have that. There's me with CDs and HMV yeah. imports, you know what I mean? No one had got this. So this I didn't have the internet it's... until quite late yeah. in terms of like the rest of the, the country. Like I wasn't on Nike at all. I missed that boat. I missed right. it completely. Yeah. So I was still like having to just go to London and hope, but never, it was very rare that I would get the ones I wanted. The internet's just a worldwide cheat code, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's great. But then it, it get, always gets to a point where that one thing just goes too far and you have to get too much of it. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting point for brands, though. Like, I love to see how brands respond to this stuff, to respond to the conversations that their consumers are having, how their consumers are consuming. Not because I, like, love business, because I don't. Mm. Or capitalism. But I just think it's really interesting, like, the psychology of the the different responses that the internet provokes, like the Supreme drop becoming like a really high profile drop to the point where it almost killed Supreme as a brand. Yeah. Like that to me is like so interesting. Um, so I think that the, inter the internet is a really interesting place to watch, but not necessarily for like what's being sold more like how how it's being sold, who's mm. doing well at, at selling stuff. Like, I feel like yeah. End kind of just came out of nowhere, was really <coughs> quiet, and then suddenly got well, They had this... a shop in Newcastle, didn't they? They had a really small shop in Newcastle. Then they moved to the bigger premises, and then I think they had the London one. I think they got one in Manchester now as well. But they've, even since they had their little tiny shop, they've had, like, collaborations with big brands. Yeah like going on for years and mm. years. So even when they're a small physical actual shop, they still had this huge online presence. Yeah. It but feels, 
Sorry, I don't always love an end collab, though. I don't like most of them. I always find them a bit... I I might like the stuff, but then I won't buy it because it's like a shop collab and I just find it a bit weird what end represents to me. Like like the end Clark's collab, I loved. But like... Some of the best collabs in all shoes are from shops. Like the end... Yeah, um, because they know the consumer more. Do you know know what I mean? Especially like the... The community, they know what they're looking for more. Yeah. I tend to find anyway. Yeah. How do you feel about these big brands doing collaborations? Is it more like, is it a bit like in music, Drake collaborating with the new young cat from the UK (laughs) to try and steal a bit of their kind of cultural capital? I can't deal with that. Is that kind of what they do? Like, as Nike, they're, you know, 1970s brand, run and chew. They need to keep cool. And there's lots of ways they need to do that. Yeah, Travis Scott is their guy right now, like. He's their dude. Do, do the collabs kind of make you roll your eyes and go, oh, stop trying it? Like, I mean, so, quite a lot of them are just pointless. They're mm. just a name for the sake of the name. But yeah. some of them come out and you're like, oh, that's nice. That's that's You put some effort into that. Yeah. But half the time it's like you've designed a shoe and then you've made up a story on the back end of it and it's mm. like it doesn't make any sense. But you can see that there's so many collabs coming out now where before they were quite rare and... They'd sell out instantly. You get quite often just sort of sitting and not doing anything. Yeah. No, right. I mean, Travis Scott is a phenomenon I've never, ever understood. Yeah. I hate his music. Yep. I don't weird, think he's got much guy, to say for himself. Yeah, he's a weird guy. Um, I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. And I don't get how, after the Astro, Astro World thing, I mean. Yeah, I, that's gone forgotten quick. I really thought, I thought yeah. actually, I mean, I wasn't happy. I don't want him to think that he's a murderer because I don't think he is. I think he could have done better. But um, I was like, oh, thank God. Well, now I'm, that's it. It's going to go quiet. But the fact that he's done another, back, yeah. uh, released another load of things and everyone's still yeah. eating it up. I'm just, I, I don't understand it. Like it was the anniversary of the dunk was coming up, right. and every now and you just see him in vintage SB dunks. Yeah, that he clearly. Well, I say clearly. My my assumption is he doesn't know about yeah. these shoes. He's being told to wear them by representatives. Yeah. Wear these at this event, so they'll get noticed, and then the buzz starts to build, yeah. and it worked massively. Like the dunks blew up again. I mean, yeah. I'm wearing a pair right now. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they just got big again, whereas they'd been gone for a long time. SB dunks were being made limited numbers but no one was buying them because it right. wasn't the in shoe at the time yeah and then he's they've given him like the high profile Jordans to collaborate on ones fours sixes like right. i don't feel like he warranted having those shoes Ooh. because in terms of the shoe world what what had he done before that yeah and i felt like that what you said about like just slapping a name on a collaboration just to kind of create a buzz to stay relevant to the young market that's yeah, what they did because that's obviously had Kanye at the time yeah because I hate dunks I feel those are exactly the shoes he deserved <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like dunks they I don't, don't hold I their shape I they... love dunks but you wear Air Force Ones man they don't hold their shape Gee, that but I buy a new pair every six months <laughs> <laughs> dunks were kind of when I when I was able to buy what I wanted yeah. that was a shoe I'd go for yeah, they and then just... the SB dunks were just like sitting hoax you could get them easily. You guys were mentioned earlier that the vintage trainers seem to be the retro. Sorry, is that the right language? The retro is not retro. Vintage. Yeah, they're the ones that are hot and have always kind of. The new ones don't necessarily have that same pull, no matter what they do. Do you think it's the 
the, the not the lifestyle, but the culture they represented at the time. Because in the nineties, lots of interesting people were around. The eighties, lots of interesting cultural figures, sports figures, political figures, movements. And in the last twenty years, we haven't things Have haven't that, really moved yeah. in that direction for us to attach meaning to. I I kind of disagree with you because I think that we had Black Lives Matter, but which was so instantly co-opted into the mainstream mm. that it never really got the chance to become um as much of a a political it was it it you know because it prompted so many responses from different brands instant responses um did any brands do you really think they were genuine that, that movement yeah, I think no, I don't think they were genuine. No, I think they had to respond and they had to respond very, very quickly. I didn't, I didn't, it didn't come across my, I didn't notice anybody. They all made promises about right. diversifying yeah. and stuff like that. And, and, um, so I think that there has been a political movement, but I think it was co opted so quickly into the mainstream that they, they made promises, but they didn't align kind of the the product with yeah, that. Yeah. Um. So, I think it's a really interesting one because I think what it has done is prompted a lot of uh, collaborations with um, perhaps lesser known designers. I think it's made things like the second, like the appointment of Pharrell at Louis Vuitton possible even though Virgil was there before I think for Louis Vuitton to be able to say that there's been two black designers they jump straight back in as well how do you how did you feel about that appointment um I found it interesting I found it really interesting that the most high profile menswear designer is not an actual fashion designer you've given a really politician answer there interesting I found (laughs) the language that they use to discuss it really intriguing i said this to someone the other day but there was a lot of things women wear daily business of fashion all described louis, that louis vuitton had tapped pharrell which i found really problematic right. because mm. it was like tapping him like a resource yeah. and i do think some of the things that pharrell's done with like nego and human made over the years um babe billionaire boys he's done some really good stuff should he be the High end though should he be the head designer at louis vuitton yeah. for me no yeah and also you know He's already been accused of plagiarism from a black woman designer, which really? I've, yeah, I think it's a very interesting time because there's a lot of like hyper visible examples of diversity, but are they, you know, are they genuine? And like, I was going to ask you a lot about if you'd seen the PM Moss collab with Reebok, um, because he did four, I think four seasons with Reebok and a really interesting article just came out about the, the lead designer of PMOS, um, Kirby Jean Raymond, in The Cut, which was written by a black woman. And it really tore him apart. Right. It said that he was a bad businessman. He couldn't deliver on deadlines. He had an ostentatious lifestyle. He had no real product. And I just thought, for God's sake, this is a this is an actual designer. Yeah. Why he's spoken out also about having mental health problems in the past. He yeah. suddenly got projected to this huge high-profile stage. Why are we not protecting this man? And that's why because he's, do he's, <laughs> he's not protected, is he? So he's an easy. If you've got to pull someone apart, that's where you're going. He was also the first black designer in a. 123 years of the Hawk uh, the 
the Oak Tour Syndical to to be to present a collection. He has really like made ground. His campaigns are genuine. They are for the culture. He doesn't give a fuck about whether people like him or not. Mm. So I think that's part of the problem. Mm. But, but people don't like that. That's that confidence, arrogance thing, isn't it? Like people see that confidence. I don't care whether you like me or not. Yeah. And they see that as being rude or arrogant or any any of that. But the la- but the things like oh you know there's there's allegations of drug use yeah he'd let people he'd let his designers smoke weed oh he's bad with his you know he's bad with his money he's he's too flashy and he hasn't got anything to back it up we hear these narratives just just used to discuss black people across the the board everywhere i was like do you can people not hear you know we have to do this critical thinking when we're hearing this but i'm still annoyed about that article i'm fuming about it (laughs) Yeah, um, I do. I love Pierre Mars, and I did pay attention to the Reebok stuff. It wasn't for me. Some mm. of it was. I think it was the last shoes he did they were really cool. Yeah. And they sold out quick time, and that's why I didn't get them under price as well. But, but. you know what they say? They say that... In, so normally we'd say, oh, Supreme sold out of everything. They sold out of everything. What they say is he never actually had that much product. That's right. why it sold out. What The, the article yeah. in the cut is really interesting to read. It's horrible, mm. horrible undertones. Mm. I mean, anyone selling out Reebok is doing well because Reebok Box. is trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reebok used to be the brand back in the day, man. Mm. I remember when they had like... Cutting around in your classics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even before the classics, I remember like, funnily, funnily enough... Pumps. Pumps. Like, Step Reebok as a like yeah. as a brand made that brand really quite big and had the Reebok 5s, football mm. teams, and that was, the brand was around. You know what I mean? I wasn't... I had Reebok shell suit, purple and green. I wasn't ashamed of that. And I remember when Reebok stopped being popular and I didn't notice yet. And they were cheap. And I got a picture. No one told you. No one told me. And I got a photograph from uh, Leanne's pregnant with our son. So it must be 2009. And I got these like purple, black and white Reeboks on. I thought they were bad. And I picked them up for about £20. And then I realised, oh. That's why they're £20. I just thought I just found something like, what you guys were like, yeah, no one knows about this. Do you know what's interesting when you talk? You started off by saying that you're not as fashionable as everyone else. You're not wearing this. I think that in your life, you've had key quite traumatic moments we just made you not yeah. want to kind of like do you know what I mean I don't think I don't think it's just like I can't or I won't or mm. I I simply don't care whether it's about money I think the same way that we're talking about aligning it with like joy and like fulfill like self-fulfillment and you've said that as well but I think there's also been some moments where that's been the opposite for you and yeah. maybe that's why you no, don't you just play it safe. indulge in the same yeah, way. I think there's some truth to that. <laughs> it's it's yeah, there is definitely some truth to that. But then on the flip side, I I can't I don't see money if it's to buy I spent stupid money last week on gear that no one even knows I got. But I don't see money when it comes to that. But if I see a pair of trainers, I'm like, yo, how come how come Air Force One's 120 pounds? I'm not spending that. I'm not spending yeah, that. Yeah, I'm similar in you know? in other ways. Yeah. Like I won't see it with clothes or shoes. No. Especially jeans. I don't know how many pairs of jeans I've got, but in my head, I'm like, yeah, but jeans will last me forever. Yeah. If I buy a good pair of selfish denim, it's going to last me forever. But then I've got like too many pairs to last me forever. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is the point? See, if there's one thing I love is fakes. I yeah. love fakes. I think fakes are so 
interesting and they're so fun the best things of the best for me the best versions of designer stuff is all fake because even if it's got a little spelling mistake in it for me that's fucking hilarious like yeah. i want that i want that it just because of that so like is that why you like market kind of think that a little bit don't they yeah but i also just like things with a smiley face on it as well like anything with a smiley face and i'll probably buy but like in Jamaica, that was like my dream shopping experience <laughs> because you're just surrounded by like the best worst fakes everywhere. Like the it best, was worst, yeah, just right, like yeah. just a dream. Like I've every time I've gone back, it's Gucci been with, with wine, it's, it? yeah, it's been with a bigger and bigger budget. But <laughs> then what's interesting search. as well <laughs> is that the brands themselves that, jumped yeah, on Gucci it, did it they? and yeah. did their mean? own. Like Gucci did. Gucci with a Y. Oh my god! And then they yeah. did like they had the, the bag with like fake spray painted on it as well. Yeah, they did the the Fendarchi thing where Fendi and Versace Archie. did a collab. Yeah. So like now it's like people don't even no. know yeah. that yeah. it's a fake. Yeah. So it's I mean that whole that whole play on it is really fun as well. I think, but also like. What are you doing walking around with that kind of gear on you when you don't own a house? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, have you got every is that, yeah. there's priorities and stuff? And even though I work in fashion, like spending ridiculous money on fashion is not is not where it's at. Yeah. And then what's that really saying? I don't stand for that. I don't even know who these people are, but something deep down in my soul knows that they don't really represent who I am. And that's sometimes that's my big issue with a lot of these a lot of these things. I mean, I've got some real stuff, but I would prefer to invest also in like black owned brands. So yeah. like the Telfer, all oh, right, that's not a lot of money. The I've got a uh, off white bag, um, which I think is a worthwhile investment. Like investment, that's yeah. now worth a lot more. How much did that cost you? Did you buy it before? Come on, you, say, you said you got it. I bought it before and i i mean it all right fine okay it's not i probably virgil didn't get the money because i did buy it second hand <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually only 600 pound and it's worth about three and a half grand what are you laughing for these these yeah, men have 250 pairs of trainers what 600 pound on one bag though yeah but what do you think that adds up to oh, that's frightening that's just frightening it's frightening but I think the thing... And you can't, like... But that, that has got the dust bag. Like, I could re... Firstly, I could resell that. Sell that no, I'm not going That's to. And also, and you're also... You're going to my collector's don't mean and, nothing. But you're do not you know what, that, Do you know what else, Eli? I'm also not going to, like, madly protect that bag and never take it out of the house. I mean, yeah, if I take it out of the house, it will always say. have a seat at the table. It's not <laughs> It's not going on the, it's not going on the floor. Yeah. But, um... No, I'm not going to be, like, silly about it, but I think it, you know, it's nice. It'd be nice for the, you know, hopefully maybe I'll have a it's granddaughter a, it's one same, day. Though, like, if you're passionate about something and it's part of, like, your, I don't want to say your identity, but it kind of but is. But it is, yeah, it's definitely then, an extension of your identity. Can, do you think there's, there must be opportunities for you both to exploit your kind of collections and promote yourselves in a way and maybe make something of it? Has that ever been tempting? That sounds like a lot of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> so many people said that to me. It could be an influencer. Why do I want to do that? I don't want to influence anyone to do anything. I was more thinking put a presentation together and do a guest lecture. There's not many people with your... Well, there is a lot of people. I'm quite nerdy as well. Like Dawson and I like the like culture and stuff. When I was studying music, that my big thing and what I then taught was context. Why does music sound the way it sounds? Yeah. What's going on in the world that made writers write and produce, produce the way they did? 
but I just don't have the time. I'd love to do that. The conversations that we need to be having is what are we buying? Where are we buying it from and who's getting paid? But also how are we buying? Because I mm. think that particularly with the sustainability conversation, it's only going to change if we change the values in the way we buy. Yeah. So instead of saying like, oh, you know, I've got 20 tops from Primark or or whatever, like the maybe you only buy one thing a year. It might cost you £250. It might be, but maybe like, You've researched that brand backstory. You really like align yourself with the whole brand ethos and whatever it's about. Not just because it might, for me, like I would aim for it to be black owned, but you know, for, for whatever reason. But I think that if we are going to turn this whole bullshit fashion thing around, that is what we need to start yeah. doing and respecting about each other and not like, whoa, you've got so much or, you, could, you know, you've got 10 yeah. bags. It's more, yeah. you know, the value of how we're, how we're buying stuff. I think those are really important conversations that we need to start. I think doing. I made a change consciously to, like you say, rather than buying cheap more, buy expensive less. Mm -hmm. If the quality is obviously, you can buy expensive and the quality is terrible. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Unfortunately, as well, I have expensive taste. I'll see something, oh, that's incredible. Look at it. And it's like, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. I just can't do it. Like, Capital's one of my favorite brands, and I just can't afford anything they mm. sell. It's just like ridiculously priced. But the problem with a lot of that as well is it's Japan's, there's like the transport of it coming over here as mm. well. It's like, what about renting? Is that a big thing in fashion? The brands rent. I ain't wearing next man's clothes. No she way. She's her lip up. Which is like <laughs> some no. there are, what's that? There's like a website, isn't there? What's yeah, I don't know. There's one that like, you definitely it. like rent a handbag. Yeah. I think you can like rent big yeah. dresses. That makes sense to me. Surely you know, like that's the ultimate kind thing of... to do if you want to be sustainable, responsible. People have said to me, why don't you put your clothes in there? I'm like, no way. Yeah, I'm not, I, don't want, I don't want to wear something that someone else has worn. Okay. See, I'd possibly rent a dress. I, I mean, could, a, a dress I could yeah. get because that's it's like renting a suit for us, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd go to Moss Bros if it's a wedding. You know, you're part of the bridal party. You get a rental suit, and you know, I feel that's comparable. But something I don't want to wear a t-shirt or a jumper. Yeah, no. I think renting could suit me because then it gives people an opportunity to try something mm -hmm. that or experiment with a look that they don't necessarily want to fully invest in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if I finally get invited to Guap Gala. Which is definitely coming, maybe not this year, because I think the invites have already gone out. But uh, I think next I time, is, it's like a, um, it's like just a cultural magazine okay. culture Instagram thing. But it's taken off. It's they're doing some important things. You should have a look at them. But um, yeah, like I'd rent something for that because what am I spending like thousands and thousands on a frigging ball gown for? Oh, so it's like the Met Gala kind of thing, right? Well. But better, I mean, but cool. yeah, definitely. It's cool, still a cool word. But like, and also, like, if I wear that ball gown, then I probably would put a picture of it on. I'm not going to wear the same ball yeah. gown to, you Did know. Did you see there was some lady, I can't remember where she was going, some event in America, and she's quite a big lady, and she, like, did a video on Instagram and, like, said, Lizzo, I saw that dress you wore, like, you've got to let me have this dress. And Lizzo sent her the dress. What? Wow. So yeah, I saw some that. Event. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Wow. But oh. I wouldn't rent a bag. You wouldn't rent a bag. No, I wouldn't. You were saying that's probably the most successful. Well, I think that's a, that's a thing, though, isn't it? I'm yeah, sure it's a thing. Yeah. Right. I think you have like a, a subscription service. I'm sure I remember seeing something like that. For but sure. Like you pay a certain amount each mm. month, like Netflix. 
you send your bag back, you get another one, or something, cool. something like, that's like that. Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that. No, because I, I, I can I, get why it would appeal to some people. But yeah, just... some people want to impress strangers, like really. That's their goal, isn't it? They yeah. walk out of the house. They care, really care what other people think. Yeah. So you got me into socks as well. Yeah. Oh, socks. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Like I like a nice Japanese hand-linked toe, chop sock. Like oh, that's the boys. I did actually. I I, I actually. <laughs> I, I, I bought you a present talking about this. What? Oh. Yeah, the APC bag. <laughs> Crispy. <laughs> so I didn't know who would be here, so I bought three pairs. Wow! <laughs> They'll be wasting on me, my brother, because I was just like, Bet you don't want to give me one. I've just right, called you a denim wanker. Hey! Oh, come back more often. The first gift I've ever had. Oh yeah, see, see, like a Burlington sock, right? That's that's the sock from the eighties when Argyle socks. People pinrolled their jeans, had an Argyle sock underneath. It was Burlington. And what colours shoes would I wear with these? Like you just wear whatever you want, like as a sock. That's just that just accentuate your outfit. I like this. These are nice, man. But see, like they've got a little metal little stud on them. Yeah, that was the thing. So you could pin roll your jeans. You'd see the little stud. He's got a nice. Oh, socks. Thank you very much. Yeah, lovely. No way. Tell us about these ones. That's just a stance. I mean, just that's that's like the um, that became this huge phenomenon of stance socks. Like they've got like collabs with everything, like from Rick and Morty. Oh, wow. But more so, I wear them for work. I don't really wear them any other times. The toe doesn't have those little bubbly bits in a corner. Oh, right. So it's just smooth it's around. around it, so they're nice. super comfortable. Wow. Yeah, I didn't, I was very much like to socks and let's buy some socks from wherever. And then I think when we went to Crep City, we got into the conversation of socks. And I think I won a pair of stance socks. And he's like, when you put on a pair of comfortable socks, you'll know. And I, <laughs> I put imagine, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I do know. Yeah. And ever since then, it's just, yeah. Wow. You should write a book. Do you know that? No, see, my friend, <laughs> my friend Whitfield, he wrote a book about socks. The Rules of Socks. No. It's a legitimate book. And it's, we had a whole thing called Sock Club. There was a membership card. There were parties. Like, oh, wow. That, that's another whole, like, real niche nerdy thing like you can buy and just if you go on sort of end you can buy chap socks for like 25 30 quid i've got loads of them so like it's just <laughs> another thing to like waste your money on that yeah absolutely no one's gonna know like I'm... they might see them they're gonna think oh he's got some christmas socks on or whatever yeah. maybe just got some jazzy socks but that's that's a very personal thing that you know i've spent that money no but that's not impressing a single person yeah i know a guy who wrote a book about um denim like like the little button things that you have on the them. rivets. Yeah, like rivet zips, like all like details. Oh, the details, yeah, yeah. Like denim, like the history of denim details. It did really well, um, but yeah, it's like it's it's very niche. But you've got a lot of knowledge, and I feel like you should be sharing it with the world. I mean, I'm just this is just things that I probably found from books or just sort of lived through. But yeah, there is already a sock book where it's. I, I did actually look for that. Because I've got another copy of it, but I couldn't find it. Well, I really appreciate the gift. Yeah, thank I'm you. Yeah, super thank impressed. You. Thank right. you very much. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for coming on because it's getting really hot in the studio right now. But yeah, like, the conversation to today, I'm going to go back through. I'm sure a lot of our viewers are going to go back through and watch. So before we go, could you kind of um, shout out your links if you want to promote your links, but also maybe give our viewers some interesting places to go to invest in what we've been talking about today? I've got into um, Brain Dead recently, like massively. Um, 
just cool things and pleasures as well. It's mm. not super expensive, but they have some really cool stuff. But then they have some really dreadful stuff. So I remember they had like a like a shiny black PVC looking like kind of bondage jacket. Yeah, was like that was that was the first time I ever saw that brand. I, was that pleasures? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, nah, some of it I'm is like that. Yeah. that. So some, they did like a cool outcosh shirt. You like, said pleasures and brain dead and brain dead. Cool. Yeah, All right. nice one. I mean, it's got to be Carhartt. But if you go on MI Supplies, you can get yourself a Carhartt pocket tee for about 18 quid in all the colours. And that's just a perfect, nice, lifelong T-shirt. All right. So finally then, who would you recommend? I'm hoping you're going to give us some designers. You gave us some some good ones last time. We put them in the oh, link. Oh, designers you want? Okay. Oh, no, I'll, I'll give you carrots because I've said that already. Um, and obviously I'll shout out Pierre Moss. But what I was going to say is there's a book called The Black Culture Industry by Ellis Cashmore, which I think really, um, it kind of questions, the. it talks mostly about music, but okay. it kind of talks about how the culture's been commodified and it looks at whether that commodification is empowering or problematic so that is one thing i'd recommend that's a really interesting conversation yeah really it, it is maybe part two i'm gonna upset you definitely part two but i'm gonna download that on my kindle i'm not gonna buy it i know you like collecting books but you I'll, might I'll not be able to that. i don't know you might not be able to get is it, it written from an english or american point it's american i'm working on the english side of that so i feel like that's quite different isn't it like yeah also, um, The Birth of Cool by um, Professor Carol Tulloch, which talks about, um, she picks specific people through history. So Jamaican, Higler, uh, Malcolm X, Billie Holiday. And she looks at how they styled themselves with specific items and she really reads into um, each one. Uh, so those books, I think, if anyone was interested cool. in this. And also just to underpin the whole thing you said it earlier and i don't think you even realized but you said cultural capital yeah. which is a term by um bourdieu um in his book distinction where he talks about um taste and class and mm. how things become valuable and how we're educated to um to have these kind of values of value so yeah. if anyone wants some really like meaty philosophy that yeah. they'll probably never even finish <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I quoted i quoted lots of that in university it's probably in my dissertation somewhere but big on the old yeah? Yeah, yeah you can explain it to me <laughs> I think it's time to go. Mm. I think we need a part two though, because there's so yeah, much yeah. more we could go to, yeah. and like, if, with air conditioning too, that'd be amazing. <laughs> so thank you all for coming down. Um, we're gonna check everything you guys have got out. I will link everything that you've got if, if that's what you want. Um, but this is where the keys at, and we are out. Peace. Peace. Where the keys at?